Blog Talk Radio. Radio. It is always a fantastic time to be on air. And today, Fantastic Fridays with Jazzy, Sterling Powell, and Sonny on LoudmouthRadio.com is on your airwaves. Today's episode, we will be talking about a tremendous amount of topics, but I want to definitely make sure that all our listener audience knows how to listen and connect with us. We are live on LoudmouthRadio.com, as well as you can connect with us right on BlogTalkRadio.com slash loudmouthradio.com make sure you put those two d's in so you'll be able to get to us now for all those who may be listening to us over the air directly from your phone you can dial us in at 347-826-7520 and as always it is a wonderful day to be on air it's july 15 2016 i'm happy to be alive and be able to to speak to our listeners that are connecting with us and i want to welcome sterling um our beautiful host right in the Tampa Bay area that, that interconnects Good morning. Good morning. Hey, sweetie. Good morning. How oh, are you? I'm here. I'm alive, and I'm happy to be alive, and it's beautiful here in um, St. Petersburg. Uh, it's nice and sunny, another sunny day in St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay, so couldn't be happier. How's my girls? Oh, we're, you know what, sweetie? We're taking it one day at a time. You know, today's a better day. Uh, Jazzy's not uh, actively on air with us today, per se. She probably may at some point listen in, and if she feels compelled to speak, you know, of course I'll allow her to. But, you know, I just I, I tell everyone that, you know, we're, we're walking and, and uh, taking each moment as it comes. And, uh, well, you know, and for those that did, for those that haven't caught up the last couple of weeks, um, um, Sonny, we'll let him, let's give him a quick, a little bit of a catch up on our wonderful host. Uh, Jazzy is going through a period where she needs time to herself. Um, she explained it some last week. For those that want to catch our archive show. Um, and, Absolutely. Um, she she kind of gave a testimonial on mental health, and then also um, I want to give my condolences to you and Jazzy 
on the loss of uh, your family member, your niece, uh, because, Thank again, you, people do not realize how serious mental health is and that we're lo- losing people daily, daily um, to this. And that it affects millions, like we said last week, it affects more than, you know, three to five million people just here in the United States. And I'm so sorry um, for your loss. So uh, my love goes out to Jazzy and hugs and kisses to you, Sonny, for standing with her and her family. Thank you so much, Sterling. And I, and I have to tell you that this is, this is another reason why I just have to say that, you know, there's so many people out here in the world that are having so many different feelings about so many different things, and everybody has a right to feel the way they feel. And so to me, and I think, Sterling, you can agree to this, you know, from my music to my radio uh, network and uh, just projects in general have been my therapy Um, because I just can't really sit idle and not be proactive about things. And um, that's what really is compelling me uh, forward, you know, day to day. And, uh, you know, today, exact reason why we're going to really speak on some some critical topics. Um, today's episode is considered our Freedom Friday conversation, well, Pride, not Prejudice. So, you know, we're going to talk about one of the it. things that people, you know, we're so blessed, and I thank you again um, to you, um, Sonny and Jazzy, for giving me this platform. You know, we have so many issues in our country today, and instead yes. of resorting to violence, There are so many ways to get out in the world like you and Jazzy do to help people instead of picking up a a military caliber gun and shooting down or complaining or growling about what is wrong. Um, All lives matter. It doesn't matter, and we've got to learn to respect one another here. And every one of us have issues that we are going through day and every day, and it's not easy. Life today, as we've said many, many times on Fantastic Friday, life yes. today is so complicated, so very complicated. And then you add all of the issues that we have, media, media constantly, general media constantly bombarding us with uh, negative images of not only the black male and the black uh, community, the gay community, you know, even the white, you know, even the white community is painted negative so that the other communities attack it and the Latino community. We've got to learn to respect one another and to reach out with love, not hatred. And we have That's so right. many platforms, so many yes. platforms. And I thank Absolutely. you again, Sonny, for letting me have where I can rant and rave like this uh, and, and try to share with people that they can, can, they can do it differently. They don't have to resort to killing one another, bullying one another, being hatred, to spreading hatred. Right. Right. And, and Sterling, this, this is exactly as I was going to say, you know, today we're speaking on media manipulation, the state of America one year after marriage equality. You know, there's some things in some areas we need to definitely talk about. The political national conventions are, are getting geared up. 
Black Lives Matter movement and the increase of economic uh, economic dollars being moved into black banking institutions. So, like, all of these things have been happening just from last week to, you know, from week to week. There's a compelling amount of things that are moving around um, in our communities. And not only that, I, I also want to make sure that as a network, we recognize and stand in solidarity with the with the country of France, um, specifically the people in the Nice, um, in the Mediterranean area in France, where so many people lost their lives last night, again, to, you know, terroristic violence. So we got to realize that, you know, what we're doing in our cities and our neighborhoods and our regions and our states and our country affects everybody because we're all energy. We're all people. You know, as people, we, we all have differences, whether it's our color, or the way we look, the way we're shaped, but we're all people. So it, it's impacting us more than we realize or care to recognize beyond just the police brutality and, you know, uh, some of the attacks that's happening around the world are not just police, you know, so we got to really step up and unify. Like you said, it does not have to be violence to answer back. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't, it does not make sense a lot to see some of the things that's happening. So Sterling, go ahead. I know you got to say something. I cut you off. Well, you know, I just wanted to add to what you're saying. You know, when we look at what's going on, Sonny, in the world, like you said, there's, you know, the, the hatred that's being spread over, um, overseas uh, and that had cause for the British to vote to lo- leave the uh, the EU. EU. This recent uh-huh. thing and this, these recent killings, not only the one yesterday in southern France, but the you know the railroad in, in Paris and I mean just all of the terrorism movement. One of the things when we're talking about manipulation in the media, remember. We hear about it. This has been going on. This was going on for a thousand years. Killing, deaths, murders, attacks on one another, the Hundred Years' War, the Inquisition. We just did not have the global network of media that gave us each one, the one in one sense, the wonderful eye the wonderful eye and handle to be able to reach out to one another. We've got to be able to reach out with love to embrace and help eliminate the hate because the hatred is there. But we've got to use these same tools to eliminate the hatred, not just let the tools manipulate us into more hatred, got to use these tools, these same, the same media, just like this, just like Loudmouth Radio, has to be a network of love, reaching out with right. the help you guys do to the homeless, to the sex trafficking. All this is out there, and it needs our help, not our exactly. hatred. Not our hatred. It needs our love. And the, what people have to realize is that I can get on this smartphone and and be on the radio with you in Atlanta. At the same time, as soon as I'm done with the radio, I have a call to Beijing in China for my business that I'm setting up my my uh, retail business. I'm able to contact okay. my my person in Beijing, mm-hmm. China, 
within one second after I get off the radio. We are able to reach around the world in minutes, in minutes. And that we have to do that to heal ourselves, not put out the hate that the orange hair dryer puts out there, that these different people picking up guns, like that has happened in our country and around the world. We've got to use the same kind of tools the social media, the TV, the radio, the internet to spread love. And and, Absolutely. The, and I'm so happy I'm so happy, Sonny, to be alive every day and to to be able to experience life and sun last, last night Robin and I were together coming home from a meeting that we had and there was a double rainbow in circle over top of downtown St. Petersburg. It was just uh, just stunning. Beautiful. It was just, I can imagine. It was just incredibly stunning. I mean, if I can, I'll post it. I'll post a picture by our photographer, Carol Gallagher, took some wonderful pictures last night. Carol took the pictures of the, the, the co-host and I, but she was able with her good cameras to, to get, the, uh, get the details of the rainbow and, and to just be able to see nature and, and experience life, we've got to take the moment to, I love you, Sonny. I love, I love Jazzy. I love you, too, and I love, I love, love my you. neighbors here. You know, I mean, I got to walk in the park today with my neighbor who is moving to North Carolina. I'm going to lose her to North Carolina uh, we walked our dogs this morning. I'm just so blessed that I get to get up in the morning, enjoy nature, and then get on the radio with you. I love it. I mean, I love it. I mean, I exactly. love being alive. We agree. We agree. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, I remember, um, you know, earlier on in this process of putting the radio network together, and my wife has just kept encouraging me. You know, that everything that you stand for and everything that you want to do and everything that you can do can surround this network. And I say, yeah, baby, I do know that. And, you know, when you have all these people or all these things that you, you want to do and you have these passion projects, sometimes you can really be all over the place. And, you know, I must say that I am very proud of our sustainment, you know, because it hasn't been easy. It takes work. You know, people don't realize, you know, what happens behind the scenes. Um, and it's not easy necessarily to come on and have very transparent conversations like we do. But doing that, we get off air and we connect with people on social media or physically face-to-face or we're covering an event as media um, or doing some outreach, you know, volunteerism, and people speak on the things that we are making a conversation into. It, it, it lets you know that none of what you're doing is in vain. So I want to cut to a quick quick commercial break. Sterling, we'll come back and uh, we'll start dipping into some of this conversation. we got some breaking news we need to talk about, so we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. 
We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. And we're back live on Loudmouth Radio and uh, Fantastic Fridays with Jazzy, Sterling, Holland, Sunny. We're on your airwaves. Uh, we want to take this time to just recognize uh, one of our media partners who just played, Sharon Mathis. Um, you know, she's an incredible entrepreneur with Ascendance Associates of Atlanta. You just heard her sound bite. So I'm going to recommend any of my clientele that are business owners out here, any of our listeners, um, I try to connect as many people as I possibly can in our hemisphere about um, the importance of knowing more about who we have in our communities that serve in these different people at large in business. And, you know, a lot of things that we do in business impacts what pe- happens in people's lives. So I want to really just shout out Sharon Mathis and her group um, in Conyers. They're a fantastic team. And uh, if you don't know anything about uh, some of the services, I'm going to invite you. You can actually go right to loudmouthradio.com. Uh, she's actually on our banner. Uh, she's one of our media partners, and her banner stretches across on our homepage. You can just click directly from there to her website and have an opportunity to connect not only for business coverages, but she also deals with uh, insurance. She was a jewel for Jazzy and I dealing with the Affordable Care Act, which has been a very uh, it's been a challenge. I, I think a lot of people out here could attest to the difficulties um, and the challenges of going through that process, especially when insurance is not your forte, which I'm going to tell you, anytime I got something that I'm not strong on, I'm going to look for the person that knows how to handle it. And I definitely um, trust her, and um, she's a wonderful person, um, very encouraging, you know, and uh, she gets up and gets it going and and gets it done every day. So I'm definitely going to recommend that you connect with her um, and – you know, reach out to her. Let her know that you heard about her here on loudmouthradio.com. And uh, she is covered in multiple states. So I know we have a, a large basis um, right in the uh, Georgia market as well as Florida, which is a big part of our home basis. So insurance-iaa.com uh, is her website. So we were talking about um, a few things in regards to uh, some of the things politically. So I want to let um, I want to ask Sterling his input on this. We just got breaking news that Donald Trump has picked his running mate. Uh, Sterling, did you see that? Right before we went on air, I saw it come across on my Bloomberg News. And um, I don't know much I, about I, Governor Mike. I, I didn't. Ca- I didn't. Ca- I mean, I have to. I apologize. I didn't catch the news this morning. Okay. Well, it literally, like when I tell you five minutes, not even five minutes, good. I think I was getting ready to speak, and at Bloomberg News announced um, that Donald Trump has announced his running mate. And uh, Mike, Governor Mike Pence is his selection um, for VP. And I will tell you, I don't I, know much about this guy. I do know that Indiana well, I know that, serious I know that he's not a big – I know that he's not uh, – for our community, the LGBT community, he's not a, uh, a big fan Ally. for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, an ally for us. And I thought that Donald Trump said that he wasn't going. I mean, again, this is where the orange hairdryer just aggravates and just shows you how much everything is about him. Okay, we're, the world is mourning 
the tragedy in Nice. And I thought that yeah. he said, he tweeted last night that he was going to respect and let the world grieve a little bit and delay his VP pick. But again, you know, you again, like the world is he, so no, nervous. No, he has to, can't he has to take advantage of the. Yeah, he's got to take advantage anywhere he can. You know, he does not respect uh, tragedies. He's not respecting the world at large. And I just really hope that people are recognizing and paying attention because this is supposed to be your leader. You know, the compassion and, and you know, the silence with a lot of the things that's going on in the community is amazing. You know, they say silence is just as much of a communication than somebody verbalizing anything. So, um, you know, the, uh, this is a self, this is a (laughs) self-centered egotistical maniac. And we have to realize that this, you know, and we are saying this and I say this because I would give Donald, obviously, Donald needs a big hug around that bit mm-hmm. in his belly. He needs some Absolutely. love. As beautiful as his wife is and as lovely as I think I believe his children are, I mean, I think They're Donald not has I think Donald has issues, and I would reach out and give him a big hug. You remember how Richard Simmons used to be? He would dance around. I'm and and I think Sonny, you'll agree. I'm kind of that kind of dance around, happy-go-lucky guy. And I would definitely give uh, the orange hair dryer a big hug because I think he needs some love. But this is an egotistical maniac that here we are grieving um, numerous deaths. I mean, we we can go back to uh, you know, in a sense, Sandy Hook. And all of these mm-hmm. these tragedies that have happened, and all this man wants to worry about is Donald Trump. All it is is about right. him and his, you know, his right. egotistical mm-hmm. self and his right. I mean, we he talks about that he does. They want. I have to say something funny. There's a woman that talks on CNN, and I don't even know her name because I can't stand her, and I have to pray for myself because they say that. But um, she she's from his his group, okay? Fairly. She's from his his camp. What, honey? Oh, did I crack you up? No, I can't stand her because she goes on that Donald doesn't, that Donald wants to include everybody, but in this next breath, he wants to build okay, the wall in Mexico. I got so riled up ne- about the lady on CNN, it, it, it left him muted. <laughs> so, sir, if you can, um, I, I think you may have muted out there. Um, oh. Am I'm, I'm I there? To, Am I bad? Uh, touch base on, you know, he was making a point in regards to a CNN anchor. Um, you know, the media manipulation is real, guys. It's, it's one of those things that it's become a point of you have to rely and start trusting instinctively, um, you know, about some of the things that you're seeing. And I know that as a community at large, we're inundated. You know, our electronic devices, which is our cell phones, our tablets, our computers, now we have full accessibility to everything at large. And, you know, um, there's this trend that, um, I'm going to just use a prime example. You have a lot of people, uh, celebrities, that have been victims of the cyber deaths. You know, people announcing this person died, this person died, and they're nowhere near death. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, really trying to navigate 
you know, what media outlets can I trust? You know, what, what media outlets are working within integrity? And until we get to a point of um, getting more education into the community for people to understand and decipher what is real and what is genuine, um, I am grateful for social media because now people have the ability to, to capture video. They have the ability to capture audio. You know, it's no longer, okay, the eyes can't see, so the world at large can't know. So, Sterling, I think you're you're back with us, honey. You're there. Well, and, and, you know, this is where we were talking about that, you know, it's so wonderful that we're able to do this and share um, around – you know, around the globe is, okay, you know, we wouldn't know even know. I can't know. seem to hear you. You can't hear me? Hello? Honey? Hello? Cue yourself in on one. Sterling? Hello, am I there? Now, now I hear you. Yes. Hi. hi. Hello, everyone. I'm back. I fell off the face of the earth for a minute. Here I am. I see. But, you know, I mean, it's like this. I mean, remember, we're dealing with satellites that are uh, tens of thousands of miles above the earth that is giving us the ability to be able to do what we do on social media and on smartphones. I mean, you know, this is how we're able to contact that we know. I mean, think about it. Instantaneously, we knew basically what happened in Dallas, what happened in Orlando, what happened in Nice. I mean, these things don't happen, and we hear about them six months. You know, when Columbus sailed the ocean sea in 1492, it was years before they knew that he had discovered the new world, basically. Now we hear about this as it happens. We are basically only delayed by seconds, basically seconds, as it shoots to the satellites and shoots back down to the tens of thousands of people that are able to to, uh, pick it up on their cell phones and, and, and listen to us today. You know, so we have to realize that this is part of the wonder and the evil and the, you know, and the fear of, of what is done in the, of where we're talking about media. It's part of the joy, wonder, everything, but it's also the, you know, we have to be aware of our own. We have to yes. take responsibility to decipher like you said, to choose the, like CNN, I kind of take half and half with a grain of salt anymore. As much as right. I love Anderson, as much as I love Anderson Cooper, I also have to realize that this is a privileged, another privileged child. Remember, this is Gloria Vanderbilt's son. I mean, he may hmm. be part of our community, but this is Gloria Vanderbilt. He is one of the Vanderbilt family. And, and he... Him knowing I did not like know me. Anderson Cooper was a part of the uh, the um, Vanderbilt lineage. I actually his mother. That. That's his mother. That's his mother. Gloria Vanderbilt is Anderson Cooper's mother. 
Gloria Vanderbilt is his mama? I did not know that. Gloria Vanderbilt jeans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's, that's Anderson Cooper's mother. But, but think about it. Robin and I are cleaning houses, which we're really proud that we can do that. That's, that's Robin's business, and I get to go and help her do that. And we, mm-hmm. you know, mowed lawns, and we publish the magazine, and I write articles. I mean, it's just one more thing that we do. And the fact that I get out and clean a toilet, do you think Anderson Cooper knows what it is to clean a toilet? Wow, right? Give it the I mean, I hope, he, I hope he does. I hope he's cleaned his own toilet once in his life. But, but I mean, and, and you know, same thing with the Donalds. You, when's the last mm-hmm. time you think Donald Trump cleaned out a toilet? He don't even know how much milk is. <laughs> you know. milk. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I'm it's, saying it's that we things. have to take... You just have to understand. When you, when you watch a movie, everyone out there today and, and our listening audience ought to go out and get the help and watch the movie The Help and realize the struggle yes. that these women went through to provide for their family and to take care of the white families that they took care of and the way the white families took the, the way the white families treated thought them. they were treated them thinking they were being there and in the movie it shows how one girl totally loved the woman that came into her house totally loved her that we felt that that, that the woman was the reason the girl was the way she is, the author of the movie, right. the author of the book. Mm-hmm. She, exactly. she, gives her, she gives the woman that came in, the help that came into her house, the African-American woman, the black woman that came in, she get, it basically gives her total credit for the woman, for the adult woman she is. But then at the same right. time, the other, the other women that you, you see, the other white women, the, mm-hmm. you watch them... In different in different different types, there's different angles. It's almost like you know a slinky. Some of them treat them as nothing but dirt under their feet. To the way the author treats her, basically as her almost her surrogate mother. And that's why right. I said we have to take we've got to take responsibility as to looking at it through our eyes and through, I have to look at the world when I talk to you, Sonny, and and when I think about Jazzy and I think about Robin, I think about Myron, my partner and his children and, and, and the children's mother and Stacia that I work with at the bank. I have to look at the world, how they were raised how they were treated, not by me. My, both of my parents were alive. I was blessed to have them over 50 years. I'm a, I'm a white man. I'm basically a white man. I may be of mixed, I may be of mixed, you know, mixed, mixed ethnicity, but to all appearances, I'm a white male, but I'm also a gay white male. So then it changes it. And it's okay. in all of these things. When we talk about a black male or a black gay male or a black female or a, 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 a Latino female or a Latino mm-hmm. male, you know, we the have dynamic to look at change. the dynamic or a woman. Look at look yes. at how Donald look at how Donald feels he can talk about Hillary. Look at how he thinks downright disrespectful. Right, you know. 
and and mm-hmm. he can with his privileged white self, the way he can attack women and blacks and Mexicans and the look at how he talks about the judge and the way like I said how he talks about Hillary. Then he attacks the judge. Then he attacks the Supreme Court. Ruth uh, Ginsburg recently. He thinks he can get away because he's a privileged white male with saying anything to anybody because the white male has dominated the world politics for so long and especially world politics in America for so Absolutely. long. Absolutely. And you know and what? Every I, I, this is this is even this is even a dynamic like, you know, it, it is so many different sectors that this race is touching on, you know, and it's, you know, it's, what I've learned is that everything is happening right now is happening for reason. You know, Donald Trump unearthed a lot of things that have been simmering. And, you know, um, one of the things I want to kind of move along on some of the topics today okay. that we have on this show. And so one thing that's important, like, you know, we, we have come into, and it's been a year Sterling, since we've had the opportunity to meet from Jazzy and I coming to Florida and St. Petersburg and actually launching a marriage equality initiative for LGBT couples to marry during St. Petersburg Pride Weekend, which has been, um, you know, which was in in the inner part of June. And so, unfortunately, you know, people recognize that the Orlando shootings really became such a hard-pressed issue worldwide and June was a June has become known to be Pride Month. So even in the anniversary of marriage equality in the U.S., you know a lot of LGBT organizers and their alliances are now dealing with so much conservative backlash, and you know the um, push for something that was so important for um, legal protection against discrimination. You know there's still this heavy heavy plethora of of weight that, you know, as soon as it, it feels like as soon as we overcome, you know, one one thing, it had already started. The religious freedom bill had already started happening. Sterling, remember we were talking about this and how the, the states were starting to implement another backdoor way to uh, manipulate the passing of equality for marriage. But there's states that are still allowing uh, – uh, allowing public and private industry businesses to discriminate and fire you from your job because they know that you're LGBT. And so, you know, what, what trips me out is that I don't understand how we can have a Fair Housing Act that does not allow um, gender, sexuality, race, or creed of discrimination to take place, but because we try to allow a backdoor religious sanction to come in and outright blatantly discriminate based upon sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, you know, during the uh, national um, convention, the uh, Republican convention, there is set to be a, um, a national advocacy campaign for transgender people um, that is really hoping to elevate the awareness of, you know, the violence and the um, – you know, the disheartened treatment against transgender people, you know. So these are all things, even in the midst of the political scene, that advocacies like this are coming to the forefront. So, Sterling, I wanted to kind of interject that, kind of get your feedback on that. 
and your thoughts on on those subject matters. When you're talking about pride, I want to make sure people realize that one of the wonderful things that that did happen because it got so overshadowed uh, by yes. um, by Paul Stat that President Obama did uh, declare uh, the Stonewall Inn, which is uh, people that are the young people and and some people that listen to us are not aware of, is why we celebrate pride is because of on June 28th of uh, 1969 is that the police raided a nightclub bar, whatever, it's actually a dive, uh, in New York City's Greenwich Village uh, called Stonewall Inn um, and dragged the... Um, and it, the, inter- the, 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 the people that were inside out into the street. And on that night, those people that were there decided not to take it. And President Obama this year declared that a national monument. And it kind of got overshadowed by what happened. And as well it should have been because the tragedy was, was horrific. Uh, but he did declare Stonewall in a national, it's the first gay national monument in our country. And I do want to realize that there is progress. As much as we had that horrific act happen, here our president, this president has that who has acknowledged our community and embraced our community so much, has uh, further em- embraced it by declaring a national monument for it. So, I mean, I don't know if everybody was aware of that, that that happened this year, because Paul's kind of, you know, the death that Paul was uh, kind of overshadowed it. And I don't think we, I don't know if we've talked about that on the air, have we, Sonny? No, we didn't. It's, it's been a series of events and things that are happening, and, and it's one of these things, like, as soon as you catch your breath and try to, you know, uh, deal with the emotions of one incident, we're turning right around and something else is happening, you know. So, like, these shooting deaths of these people around the world with police, and I know last week we talked about the police brutality issues and things of that nature, which is going to propel me to kind of go into our next conversation. Um, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and then I want to kind of touch on um, the most recent updates with the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and how that is affecting communities and how people are responding in their communities uh, because of it. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Park. 
I want to uh, definitely highlight um, the importance of suicide and uh, for those who may not um, be familiar with um, the impact of what's happening in your neighborhood. I'm, I am going to post on our Facebook page as well as on our website more insight about suicide and, and help and uh, suicide hotlines. And I'm also going to encourage those who are on Facebook. Uh, Jazzy and I um, made a decision to establish a support group online because there's millions of people around the world, but our communities are much smaller than we realize. So we did um, spin off uh, from, from Words to Action, which is Jazzy's nonprofit outreach program, uh, from Words to Action, which is abbreviated FW2A. Um, we did establish a page called FW2A Outreach Fertile Ground Mental Illness Support Group, so it is on Facebook. So I'm going to invite you guys to connect with us on uh, on that page. And, um, you know, and it's a space that's a safe space for you to be able to post and share your feelings and thoughts. And if you, you know, need some encouraging words or you just need somebody to listen, I want you to know that we are where you are and understand where you are, and we want to be able to give you a platform to be able to share your 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 viewpoints and your feelings. Um, and, you know, for us, we're not counselors, we're not licensed therapists, but we do understand what it means to want people to hear you. So I want to make sure that those that are, you know, following us on our network, um, you know, Jazzy has been a very political, um, civil social activist, and she has spoken about bipolar disorder for the last few years to help to eradicate the stigmas behind it. So no one trusts that we understand the significance of being able to talk to somebody. So I just wanted to kind of give that little end note. And uh, on top of that, I think that it's so important that um, as a radio network, you know, you have to stand for something or you fall for anything. So, you know, that's part of our um, advocacy is mental illness. So we are live back on Loudmouth Radio. And uh, I want to um, give an opportunity for us to kind of just touch on some of the things we're talking about. Speaking on media manipulation, we've uh, had an opportunity to talk about some of the things that's happened on the political scene. And before we went to commercial break, um, we touched on um, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which has had a, a substantial amount of um, protests happening all around the world. People are becoming very vocal about their feelings of injustice. And, you know, I think it's at a point people are angry. A lot of people don't know where or how to start or what to do. There's been different things of boycotts and things like that that have been posted on on social media. Um, and, you know, I think it's so important that our generation now learns how to come together as a community. And unfortunately, a lot of our, our younger generation does not know their history. So uh, a friend of mine on Facebook about a week ago posted something that was so important that she said she received this text message to boycott Target, to boycott Coca-Cola. And she's like, you know, when it comes to things like that, it's about organization. It's about coming together and it's about voicing your opinions and coming up with solutions. So you just can't, you know, hop out and say, okay, I'm boycotting this. We ain't going to buy this today. And just think that what you're really doing is going to make a difference. You know, um, the truth to the matter, I know Sterling has spoken on this before, that a lot of times you want to make a difference. You make a difference by economically impacting a lot of these 
corporations and companies and politicians and things of that nature that are making decisive decisions and we're not helping the situation when we're still, you know, committing ourselves to, to putting our monies into businesses that do not appreciate, re- respect you or stand with you and your viewpoints. So it's so important to get a clear understanding about how to go about making a change. And like Sterling mentioned and, earlier, and it's people, not about violence. And people need to go on to the human um, human rights, um, um, equality rights, uh, human rights, equality. What, what's the human national organization? HRC. Human rights. HRC. To there, I mean, because mm-hmm. I didn't have it in front of me. It's go to their <laughs> website. I I go to their website, or if you can give a link to that, uh, Sunny, in the next few weeks, and look at the businesses that support our community. I mean, if people would remember that Chick-fil-A was giving a million, I mean, I think it was almost a million dollars a year or so to anti-gay different things around the country, and they were supporting uh, you know, and it was through their religious beliefs. I will, I will give right. them that that was their belief. The, the, the founding family felt strongly to their faith. They're a very faith-based business. And then as we, as a community, uh, made them more aware, cut back our dollar, boycotted Chick-fil-A, which killed me because it's one of my favorite places in the world to eat. It was killing me to have to drive by it and not buy a Chick-fil-A, but I did it before my community. But is now, from what I understand, they are going to support a pride parade and the the son and the grandson has uh, opened their eyes and tried to um, become more aware of what we as a community are about, and they're changing their philosophy as a business. So cutting, cutting off the money to them and at the same time having our organizations try to educate them. It's a two-prong. We have to reach out with love, not, this, not just hate, you know, and education. Education, love comes often with education, you know. That's and right. I, I, I think that we, we have to cut off our dollar, the, the lavender dollar or the pink dollar or the black dollar, uh, the brown dollar, the yellow dollar. This is probably the strongest uh, tool we have because so much of mainstream uh, media is controlled in such a small amount of hands that what we have the power for is where the reason they try to reach us with media is they need us to spend our dollar. And if we turn those pink, lavender, yellow, brown, black, orange, whatever color we are, if we turn those, if we, if we don't allow them to get our dollar, and make them feel it in the pocketbook, and all of a sudden, you know, they're not, hit, they're not hitting their bottom line, trust me, they're going to listen to it. I mean, and like I said, Chick-fil-A is a prime example of that, and there's numerous, you know, and there's, there's so many businesses out there that want us and embrace us. I mean, 
you know, Disney has been open to the LGBT community, and it is a family, look at it, it's a family business. We entertain the family, the child. That's but right. it, has mm-hmm. embraced, it has embraced the inner child in each of us, and it has also embraced our, the LGBT community as part of their family. And so right. you've got to look at these businesses that support us because that's what our money, our dollar bill, and our, and, and our vote, back to the more, you know, the other powerful tool we have is the vote, is to use that's right. these things. To use those tools is how we can affect change. Not picking up a gun and killing somebody. That is not the way to do it. And we've got to make sure that we educate our youth because we do live in such frustrating times. You know, like I said, I'm excited to be alive today, but at the same time, if I really start to look around, I could get, you know, kind of depressed about what's happening in the world. Everything from our... Everything from the the weak choice of leaders that I have to vote for to you know uh, to the price of, oh my god have you went have you gone down to look for a price of the salmon? I wanted salmon on a salad last night, and i was I thought I was going to have to I was going to have to sell Romeo off. Yeah, my treasured little dog I thought I was going I was going to or at least sell one of his puppies. I was going to have to hawk a puppy. You know, Miss Miss Coco was about to have to work the street. Well, you know. That's a shame. <laughs> so that da- so da- so daddy could have a piece of salmon, you know. I mean, it's awful. The, the, it, but the price of everything is so costly today that no wonder when you look at these young children coming out of high school, looking at where do they Clearly. go. And if I was, right. I'm a, like I said, I have no idea. I cannot step into a young 18-year-old black male's shoes or, and look through his eyes at what he must think of America in 2016. I have no way of really, especially if I was from basically – uh, let's let's take in St. Pete. In St. You know this, Sonny, is um, we are very segregated here in St. Pete. You have the old Northeast, which is basically a wealthy um, upper upper uh, income area. Then you have mm-hmm. uh, kind of the uptown in Kenwood and uh, the uh, Hershaw areas, which is. Uh, the, on the north side of town, and then we have South Side, which is predominantly uh, lower income, and I'm saying both lower income in the sense of African American and white. But I cannot imagine in some areas because you do have some areas that have um, uh, even in the south end of St. Pete, you do have some areas of social uh, higher levels of social economic status in there too. And I think sometimes well, anywhere around, and you know that anywhere yeah. around water, anywhere around water mm-hmm. or close to the water, is it changes. It changes. All right. of a sudden, the homes go up, and 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 then certain individuals inside of the African American community have built their homes here, and they take care of it. And I I, I don't want to give a sweeping stereotype. But you know what I'm saying is basically if we probably looked on a demographic income level 
is that that's why they're reaching out with development here. But what I was going right. to say is I can't imagine being an 18-year-old male, black male, in South St. T, and how he must look at his life and where it is going when I would be listening to what's going on in Dallas and around the world. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why here, I can tell you here, is the community, along with our mayor and our city council and community leaders, both black and white, are saying no son left behind. It's not the Black Lives Matter. It's like not our son uh, issue. We're not, because we've had so, along with it on a national level, Sonny, you know, we've had, uh, uh, I would say, close to 20, 20 shootings in the last six to eight months here in, in St. Which Peter's is a Church. lot when you're in a small community like that. And, Sterling, we got somebody that wants to speak to us that's uh, okay. uh, listening in. And uh, call your lives. Please tell us your name and where you're calling from. My name is Curtis. And I was I was just calling to say hi, and I wanted to tell Sterling that if he really wants some uh, salmon, that he needs to come back up to Ocala, and I'll take him out for some salmon. <laughs> well, I would say you need to come this direction, and and we'll have to go out down here because at the moment I, I'm not going to be able to get back to Ocala, but I will as soon as I can. And thank you for the invite. And I might and I might bring Sonny and, and Jazzy along with me. Well, that would be Sounds fine. Like a plan. That's Jazzy's favorite fish. She loves salmon, so you guys got her. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, Curtis lives up in the, you know, the middle of, a, in kind of in the Ocala area. And I, isn't it Swamp Diggers, Curtis, up there? Is it Swamp Diggers? Is the restaurant? Oh, uh, Stump Knockers. Stump Knockers. I want to go. To, <laughs> we are, I know. Well, honey, it's a good old redneck place. It's a definitely a okay. good old redneck. Well, oh, but the, well, food, the, the, food, the food is fantastic. But the food's fantastic. And I want to go back. we got to go there for some gator. Yes. Okay. they got gator mm-hmm. bites there. Oh, that's so, so cool. You know. Haven't been there. I've never heard of it. That sounds like there's a place in um, Tybee Island right outside of Savannah, um, Marlin Monroe's, and they have such the best grouper. They have these grouper tender um, fingers. Oh, they are phenomenal. So I think we got to make it a two-part visit. (laughs) Stump Knockers is a fantastic restaurant. It really is. Well, and I, I appreciate the invite. I appreciate the invite for salmon because I don't think you want me to have to uh, to sell off Romeo or Coco. I know you. I know how you love oh. those dogs, and, but I, and so I, I know that you won't. You you know you might want me to give it to, give Coco to you, but I I know you don't want me to to have to sell them off for salmon. <laughs> All righty. Well, you take Thanks, care, be safe, and uh, everybody, uh, uh, God bless. All right. Thank God you, bless. Curtis. Thank you, Curtis. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, you know what? Let's go to a quick commercial real quick, uh, Sterling, and we'll, uh, we'll be right back, guys. All right. Honey. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
Are you an established salon professional looking to have your own independent salon in a prestigious atmosphere? Do you want total creative control over your space? Well, I think it's time that you think outside of the salon, and it's time to get away from the politics of the typical salon setting. At Universal Salon Suites, we allow you the opportunity of individual privacy, financial, and creative freedom. Whether you're a startup or expanding business, Universal Salons has a solution to meet your needs. So we invite you to come out and consider us as your next salon or possibly your next home for the duration of your business career. Visit us online at universalsalonsuites.com. We're located at 1210 Fowler Street in Midtown Atlanta. Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at itsapizzaday.com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio. Extreme Fun on Wheels brings the ultimate gaming experience right to your front door. You guys ready to play some video games? Yeah! Come on in. Our luxurious little-style theater on wheels features seven widescreen, high-definition TVs, surround sound, and multiplayer gaming excitement. Up to 20 players can play at one time in our inside gaming theater with the ability for eight more on our outside monitors. We have all the latest titles for Xbox 360, Wii, and PlayStation 4. Extreme Fun on Wheels mobile gaming unit is perfect for your birthday parties, school events, tournaments, fundraisers, and tailgating. Book online now at ExtremeFunOnWheels.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. All right, we're back live on LoudmouthRadio.com, and it's Fantastic Fridays with Jazzy Sterling Power and Sunny on LoudmouthRadio.com. And today, July 15th, has been a great opportunity for us, again, to connect with our listeners. And we are so grateful for each and every one that has been on air with us and listening to us as we stream in live. And if you actually listen to the show after the fact, we are available for archives. We're reaching over 250 million people through mobile applications of Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, as well as iTunes. And you can archive our shows from beginning to end and uh, have an opportunity to see, hear, and have a connection with us. So hopefully you'll get empowered, inspired, and entertained. So we're back live. Sterling, it has been uh, one of these things where, uh, one of those days where we've had an opportunity to really just talk about some impactful things. I wanted to um, kind of come back to one thing I didn't have an opportunity to expand on, but uh, most recently um, there's been uh, here in Atlanta there's been a incredible amount of banking activity. Uh, Citizens Trust Bank, which is one of the oldest black banks um, in Atlanta, uh, started in the early 1920s, has had over 8,000 bank accounts open in the last week. Um, which has been an effect of a lot of demonstrations, of protesting. There's been a lot of streets in the city of Atlanta over the last week that have been blocked off from people, you know, marching in the streets and things of that nature. Um, So I am happy to say from our end, even though there's protests happening, that there's not a lot of violence happening in the protests. And so, you know, I think that it's so important um, that, you know, we have these conversations and, 
understand that at some point, um, even in civil rights history, that, you know, black or African-Americans or whatever, you know, you know, statement you want to make in regards to the race itself did not overcome things alone. It took white Americans. It took Asian-Americans. It took other nationalities and people to come together in order for change to happen. And so I'm encouraging people that are listening for wherever you are um, to understand, you know, certainly when we were first started the episode and you made a statement about all lives matter and some people have taken, have taken that same statement and made it very derogatory in the sense of saying that, um, you know, that they're trying to turn it around um, as a negative based upon the movement of the Black Lives Matter campaign. And that it really is about saying that our lives matter too. And I told Jazzy, I said, well, maybe it would have been a little bit of a difference if, if the hashtag would have started out as Black Lives Matter too versus just Black Lives, Black lives Matter. And um, amazing enough, I was reading an article, which was actually featured on NPR, about how Black Lives Matter started. It was formed three years ago. And it first came up in a frustrated Facebook post in response to the George Zimmerman case, which is right out of your home state of Florida, when a jury acquitted, uh, acquitted him after killing 70-year-old Trayvon Martin in Sanford. So it became a hashtag. It soon it became a national movement. And NPR had, you know, the three founders, which are all women. And I want to make a point about something that's amazing. I was reading over this. It's kind of like I knew, but I forgot that, you know, this movement started with women. But this past week, we actually had a huge sorority, the uh, AKAs, which is a, um, a long-running black historic uh, sorority. And they came in for their 67th annual boulet. And they were staying at the, the – the, uh, Convention happened at the Georgia World Congress Center, and Jazz actually had one of her um, outreach partners, Lift Up Atlanta, that was actually being, um, the, the founder was being featured and recognized for her outreach, and she works with Jazzy, and they work together and support each other's organization. So we had an opportunity to go to the Georgia World Congress Center and pick up some donations that AKA members um, had donated from book bags to clothes to shoes, all different types of things. So we had a couple boxes. So I'm walking down the Georgia World Congress Center, and I come into the escalator, and guys, AKAs are notoriously known for wearing pink and green, which is their which is their colors. And Sterling, what blew my mind, I felt like I had this out-of-body experience. I was on the escalator coming down this huge convention center. If you've ever been to the Georgia World Congress Center, it is a huge facility. And all I saw was this green and pink all over the, the, the walkways, coming down the aisles. They were on multiple um, escalators. Um, and it was just a moment where I'm looking at all of these women. So when I went into the room to start picking up the donations to make them to take them to the car, I asked one of the ladies that were organizing the uh, donations. I said, how many women – you know, registered for this conference. And she told me 22,000. Sterling, that moment I'm walking and, you know, looking at all of these people and seeing all of these women who are nine times out of ten, they've had to have some type of college experience or graduated from a university or a college and got a degree. And a big thing about sororities and fraternities, they're supposedly, you know, bringing a brotherhood or a sisterhood in regards to doing things in their communities. 
And it just made me realize, I said, man, I don't know, is it meant for our women to be the pinnacle of what it's going to take for our communities to come together? Because the woman naturally is a lot of the nurturing prospect when it comes to families and the makeup, you know, the start, you know, of course, it, it, it takes a combination, but I just thought about why as a people can't we just come together like this? And it blew my mind to see all of these women together in that one space. And I, I was just staring off in the space, and I just all I could do was just smile and look and like, man, it would be a wonderful thing if our, if our world as a society could come together like this. And, uh, well, one of you know, the things that I think, oh, God, I, have to be I, I was just going to say, Jazz, Jazz was saying, you know, she said, you know, if we only took $100 per person and, malt, and put that into a multitude, that's $2.2 million, Sterling. And I'm telling you, I guarantee you the registration for that event was a lot more than $100, honey. They're walking around with at least four to $400 to $1,000 of paraphernalia from scarves to leather bags with their signature embossed on it. They're carrying multitudes of AKA memorabilia. And I'm just, I was stunned, Sterling. I was just absolutely stunned. And as I was walking down the hallway and I had boxes carried in my hand and some of the women were moving out of the way so I could, you know, make my way to the car. I just started talking to these women. And I said, why we can't come together like a, like people just like this. I said, do you know how much power is walking up and down these hallways? Nobody's fighting. Nobody's shooting. Nobody's pushing. Nobody's, you know, just nobody's protesting. But Sterling, the moment of them walking in solidarity and standing for one accord, and I'm like, this is what needs to happen. It just it left me just speechless. So I just had to drop that. I'll put the mic down. So, sweetie, go ahead. You can just, you can have at it. Well, I'm I'm just hoping that through this, uh, Sunny, I keep wondering, you know, what this, you know, what the synergy or the energy of all of this going on right now in our world. I'm hoping that, you know, that between the election and hopefully it will be Miss Hillary, you know, Miss Hillary, and having a female in the in the White House. Or yeah. all of this attention, all of this attention brought to the, you know, to the different um, problems that we have, and now that we do have social media, that we're able to take a big leap forward in embracing each other. I'm just hoping that we can really, instead of like, you know, often there's always the big storm, and then hopefully we're going to get to a point that we're tired of t- kind of fighting with one another, and we are yeah. going to look for solution. We're going to look for solutions, and a leader uh, like Martin Luther King, Gandhi, um, will will emerge and be able to bring us together in a more peaceful way, and we're able to do like a the march on Washington, or. Uh, do a you know a peaceful march and move forward right. because I think that we I think that we all want it I don't I just do not believe 
that is integrated. You know, there. You know, our country is no longer truly an African American. You know, in the sense of a, a black African American, we are such mm-hmm. a like I am as lily white as you can get when you look at my skin, and I have black. Uh, History, you know, I have heredity in my background. I have a, a black great great grandmother, um, and so mm. many, you know, so many millions of Americans are in the same, you know, situation. Yes. And if most of them went to, you know, uh, what is it, ancestry dot com and had their right. DNA the swab. I, I right. think they'd be surprised at how many of them are are, are African American. Or Hispanic, Hispanic, you know, or or Jewish, or Jewish, or you know, or Arab, or or Egyptian, or Mediterranean. You know, we're no, we are a global family. We are no longer this one. You know, maybe up in Norway or in Sweden, um, you know, Finland. Maybe some of the the uh, and they have no. and, And the funny thing is, they're probably the most uh, racially segregated populations, and they don't have any of our problems, and they're the most open to people. They're the most open, and they're the most open to people coming in and, and visiting with them and, and moving in. Exactly. But but, exactly. It, but but the point is that I think that we're at a point that we need to embrace our global family. The fact that Absolutely. I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper, and you are my keeper. That's like you and I have talked about this numerous times, Sonny, about how, you know, you and I are connected, and Jazzy and I are connected from the moment we met at church. We met at our church family. And I think that people have to realize, like you said, if we just got together and used our strengths, the tools mm-hmm. that we have and the strengths that we have in our numbers to be able to do social change and to um, reach out and feed one another, reach out and educate one another, and and embrace each other with our gifts instead of always looking at the negative. You know, okay. and um, and I, I just I'm hoping that's what's going to come from this. I'm hoping that this is just like kind of the storm before a a big enlightenment. I'm I'm yeah. really hoping that you know that 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 we're going to have, and I'm hoping that the fact that the British just elected a woman, and that I feel that we may you know we may be lucky enough that if you know if you know if the orange hair dryer doesn't make too much noise and is able to pull off a coup almost. I'm almost feeling it would be a coup if he takes over. Um, exactly. That we, will have, we will have Hillary in the White House, and having a woman may be embracing. The only fear That's that right. I have is that, is that she is older, and mm-hmm. there's the fact that she may not have enough time. That's why I wouldn't mind seeing Elizabeth Warren as her running mate or Bernie. I like Bernie. I mean, I actually like yeah. Bernie. Yeah, I like Bernie, too. And, uh, you know, we found, you know, Jazz had made a comment just the other day that how, how amazing it was, you know, for us as a networking history sterling. We stood together doing Hillary Clinton's um, campaign in, in Tampa, and we were present with her 
um, as she made her speech. And then from there, we left and went to Bernie's, you know, and it was electrifying to hear both of them speak and provide um, those thoughts about their viewpoints. And, you know, even though they were competitors, you know, even though they're both vying for the vote, all of what they were saying has equal footing, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to say real quick, then you don't lose your thought, is that both, remember all of us said that we would have all been afraid to have gone to a Trump, uh, a Trump rally. The group that we yes. had, you, yes. Lance, myself, all mm-hmm. of us would have been afraid to even been in the crowd at a Trump rally, that they would have picked us up as LGBT, that, that you know, that Lance is, uh, Lance and you and, and Jazzy, I'm, like I said, I'm literally white, but as soon as they hear my voice, they would have known I was gay. Then I'm with three blacks, and then we would have been, we would have been, we would have been, we might have been even tired, we might have been even tired and feathered, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, it's who knows what would happen? But we were, but we were. Remember, we were, and and the difference in the energy the day that we got to see Bernie and Hillary, where we were so excited mm-hmm. and energized. I don't see how people can't say that Hillary is energizing. I, I was energized exactly. the day that I saw her. You know, and and then I think it, I think she's going to be magnificent for the for the country. You know, I think it's going to be, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a wonderful um, um, change for the country to have our first female. Yes. And I think it is time, you know, it's, you know, these old, you know, Neanderthal ways of thinking is what keeps us suppressed. So, you know, until we recognize um, the importance of change, We'll be just stuck in these circumstances of circles of foolishness. And it's like you no longer, you know, there's more now a cry for empowerment. And there's more uh, our younger people. You know, it's so funny. I think about the generational changes. Like my mother's mother, they would tell you, you do as I say, not as I do. And so when they would impress you with whatever their thoughts, viewpoints from religiousness to the home values, you know, what do you, how do you handle yourself in society, the things that you do. So a lot of our parents did those things, did those things. Very few of them resisted or said, you know, I don't agree. You know, those morals and things that was implanted into them, they then in turn implanted to our generation. You know, I'm, I'm 40 years old. So for me, I can remember, you know, my mother had cliches out the yin yang. So everything had a cliche. You don't be, believe fat me greasy and, and, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And um, a hard head make a soft behind. You know, these are the things that were used in corrective measures of saying, okay, do this and not do this. This is how we're going to, you know, look at things from a religious standpoint, pray it away. God don't like this. And, all, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be beat up. You can't tell me that God is love. It's the same God is persecuted and burning and killing people. That doesn't, that don't add up to me. So, you know, we're seeing the change of our generations and the generations after us are saying, wait, wait a minute, this don't add up to me. I don't agree with that. I'm going to speak my mind and I'm going to tell you that I don't agree with it. And this is what I'm going to do. So that we're dealing with, you know, about three to possibly four generations of struggle. It feels like a tug of war that's happening from old viewpoints, you know, 
a lot of generations have been taught hate, and the newer generation is like, no, I don't believe that. I don't feel that way. So there's this struggle that's happening um, on all forefronts, and we're in the midst of exactly what the shift is. You know, we're in a shift. And, you know, I, I think that you are making a valid point about Hillary Clinton um, and Bernie Sanders. That was my thought about Bernie Sanders. Bernie is in his 70s, you know. And you think about, you know, will these people outlive their candidacy? Will, because when you get an OC, every single president, they'll come in. President Obama did not, he barely had gray hair, honey, when he got in the office. Every single one of them ages two to three times greater during that time period in office. You know, you think we're dealing with stuff. Imagine sitting in that over office and having the crap that comes across his desk that comes at him and he has to deal with it, turn his head from some aspect. And, you know, uh, everybody's coming to you, you know, with him being the first black president. So imagine Hillary Clinton coming in and she becomes the first female president. You know, people think and that she's they're... All, and, already on, and already being attacked. Like, can you imagine yes. what's going to happen? Yes. That if she when 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 that's when let's say when she wins, and do, right. can you imagine how Donald, uh, the orange hair, Sterling? Okay, Sterling just got knocked out of there a little bit. You know she's you know he's saying we're having a little technical drop in there. Um, you know the the thing is the truth of the matter is Hillary Clinton is under attack already. She's not even in office. <laughs> So I know that he was getting to the point of making an emphasis of, you know, what is happening on the political forefront. Um, we have a, uh, Sterling, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you now. But yeah, my, my son died. I'm on, even... I'm on Robin. Okay, got you. Um, I'm on she's Robin. Under my battery. Am you. I under attack out here? No, no, no. I said Hillary Clinton has been basically put under attack, and she hasn't even assumed office. So you already know oh, yeah. and what time is going to be when she goes in. Yeah, can you imagine what it's going to be like when she's in the White House? And this is not a, you know, I mean, she. this is what I'm saying. They're talking about her vitality and stuff, um, is, is she she's got incredible energy and, and that yes she, and you know so this he, ain't her first rodeo this ain't her first rodeo because people felt a real president just because the president is in office honey the first lady is standing there hitting them hitting them them strokes and and, and slams and and belt lickings just like like their husbands are so for the first time just because the female now is at the forefront I mean, she dealt with Monica Lewinsky scandals. She's dealt with these email scandals and all the the foolishness to distract the real circumstances that need to be focused on. So that is a big part of the reason for me saying that, you know, Hillary is equipped for this. You know, she sustained eight years in the White House with her husband in the midst of all of that. (laughs) Oh, I, I mean, I think that if there's a woman that's prepared for for the White House and to take this battery, I mean, you know, of of a barrage. I said it wrong. Barrage of uh, of abuse. I mean, look at yeah. when, when I say that I'm saying, look at. I adore Obama. I absolutely adore Obama. For one thing, of, of, no, because of the way he's embraced our community. 
But yeah. look at the, the way people have talked about his daughters, his wife, himself. The, the abuse that you have to take in that office is incredible. I, can, I have been in the public eye almost 35 years. And I can tell you that my partners, my mother and dad, my mm-hmm. home has been graffitied, egged. Uh, I have been pinned up to the side of a building by an automobile uh, because I don't have the Secret Service to protect me. The public can be unrelenting. And I have battled yeah. through because I feel that this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, as an artist and as, as an entertainer and as an activist, uh, this is what I've wanted to do with my life. But I can only imagine, only imagine, from my small point of view, again, like what I said, we have to look at those other people, what Obama goes through and what Hillary goes through, or even what the orange hair dryer has put himself in the midst of. I mean, he's trying to put himself in the midst of all the hatred. Because he spreads hatred. But is right. that we are, we, you know, the, we are so unforgiving in one sense, and then at the same time, we are forgiving. Now, nothing more exciting, if you think about it, we, we like Elvis, uh, Michael Jackson, we love to build our celebrities up to basically the superhuman, godlike divinity and then watch them fall only to put them back up there. And our leaders exactly. are in the same position. Remember, Martin Luther King was a man. That's right. First. That's right. You know, um, Nelson Mandela, he was a man. These are, mm-hmm. you know, Hillary is, is first a woman. She had, not only did she have to suffer through uh, the Monica Lewinsky uh, drama, but the portrayal of her husband as a wife and as a woman, and then hmm. she had to play. She had to play that out on a national, international, global scale. And honey, she came out at that time in our world as the most admired woman in the world. At that point in time, if you remember, Hillary Clinton was the most admired woman in the world. That's right. For the way she carried herself through that through that whole issue, as first lady, she she held her head up high and continued to do and got children in this country over eight million children health care and continued to push forward. She ran for Senate. And she became our, uh, you know, Secretary mm-hmm. of State, Secretary and now of she's State. running for president. You know, right. now she's so she don't went through the, the pipeline. The, she's she's walked the walk, you know. Honey, she has walked on the coals. She's walked right. on the fire. You That's know, right. she's ready to take that. She's ready to take the the ills that this country is suffering from. Let's let this woman get get in office, and let's start work. Let's get to work. You know, let's let's get to That's work right. on the problems that we need and start and stop worrying about tearing each other down. That's right. I'm with you on that. You know, I'm so t- I'm so tired, Sonny, of each and one of us tearing each other down. 
you know. And that's what I said. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what, I mean, I talk, you know, I talk to Lance often about what it is to be uh, a 40-year-old, because uh, I think he's on a 40, if he's not 40-year-old, black male in America, because mm-hmm. he's, you know, exactly. like one of my best friends. And, you know, because I don't, I do not have that perspective as the 39-plus, <laughs> 39-plus uh, white male that I am. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I can't look at the world through through the same eyes that an African American or a, a Puerto Rican, a Mexican. Uh, but a you can Korean. empathize, right? But you can empathize. Well, I can empathize. You and I, because mm-hmm. we are part of the LGBT community, and we've been a minority, and we've been abused, right. we've been, you know, we've we've suffered through that abuse, we can empathize with any, with any other community. And then on top of that, Sonny, you're a woman, mm-hmm. you're a gay woman, you're a lesbian, you know, uh, yep. you know, you're an African-American. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, can I listen, you know, as we go through Just all keep these labels, it all, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, God only knows. No wonder Jackie doesn't want to get out of bed someday. Right. I can understand exactly. it. Exactly. And then you have, not only that, you have family and, you know, the outside world sometimes that does not stand with you in regards to your your, your LGBT-ness. So it, it just becomes more complex on top of more complexity. So this and is the reason the I've said this before that, yeah, this is why you hear people say family in the gay community because sometimes the family makeup is not the traditional siblings and parents and Cousins, there's people who are in a like mind and a like understanding who emotionally can e- can elate the factor of having, um, you know, being turned away and being ostracized. So I'm I'm just literally at this space of saying that it's so important to just step back and reduce some of the, you know, the complexities of hate because it just doesn't make sense. Well- and then we have to look at the inequality of income levels, of where we live, how we shop, mm-hmm. how we're yeah. how we're treated at every other, you know, every other level of of abuse. I mean, and you can't say that it's anything other than abuse and bullying, because I mean, to me, when you're uh, bullied into taking basically. Uh, a, a job, the only job available to you when you graduate from high school, when a high school diploma used to be an award, you know, something that everybody strives for, but the only place you can go to work, and this is nothing against them, because I love my people at Taco Bell, McDonald's, right. but the only, exactly. and at Walmart, all those, but when you're going to these service industry jobs, and at an income that is basically like what Bernie Sanders says is poverty or starvation. That's right. And then, That's right. And then I mean, and we have not even addressed, as we talk about this $15 an hour 
increase in income. What are we going to do about Social Security and Social Security for disability people, the adjustment in that? Mm-hmm. Do you realize that people on Social Security have had no raise in their Social Security in almost three or four years? And then when they're talking about raising the outside um, minimum wage up, how are we going to take care of our elderly that live on Social Security and Medicaid if we don't make an adjustment to this? So this is not an easy, this is a very, no one, this is not something that can happen overnight. This is a complex it is, change, it is changing our whole country economically, but it has to be done. It has to be done because we have too many people basically living in the richest country in the world, basically in mm-hmm. poverty. And it's children. Right. And, the, and, and so many of those are children. There are so many of them that are mm-hmm. children. If we didn't have food stamps and programs at, at, um, at school that feed children, there would be so many children in this country starving. Starving. Exactly. Exactly. And if people weren't you. like you and Jazzy out in the street helping, if there weren't people like you all, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, <laughs> Robin's making fun of me with my you all. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the sincere truth. And it's until we can, you know, do things and make a difference and make changes and stand on those changes, we're just going to keep falling for the same thing. So, well, uh, you know what? Gonna... Like you guys, we when you ask people to come and help you and, and, and Jazzy, and I know that we're going to try to get a branch started here in the Tampa Bay area within the next year or so uh, with your outreach, is that it, it's going to take all of us. This is what I'm saying. We cannot do change without everyone reaching out and helping one another. This has Absolutely. to be the movement. This has to be our mm-hmm. team. We've got yes. to reach out with these with these platforms, which again I have definitely used it today to give my preaching. Uh, thank you, Sonny. Uh, you yes. know, is that we have to get out there and work. That's right. You know, at reaching out. Things are not going to happen, and it's so funny, Jazzy. It's amazing how many people will say, you know what, Jazzy? Let me know the next time you guys are doing something. We're doing something now. You know. <laughs> And, 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 you know, a lot of times we'll go out and feed people on the street 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when people forget about them. You know, they get forget, you know, they're not thought about in the wee hours when they're hungry or don't have, you know, water or food in the midnight hour, you know. Or we're saying, look, go to our website, fill out a volunteer form, let us know when you're available. There's always constantly things to do. We have a ton of clothes. Basically, Jazz has basically got an entire garage for her intake, for donations and things of that nature. She's got clothes over here right now, still have price tags on them, that she could kit out people for suits for them to be able to go on interviews. She can provide socks, underwear. Uh, we have a small little food pantry of elements of, of non-perishable goods that we can share. So it's just one of those things that, you know, it doesn't take much. You just do it. You don't take a whole lot. You just do it. And if you're not, not sure or don't ha- know how, Team up with somebody that all you got to do is look. Jazzy continuously posts things. She said it's not easy for people who are, you know, uh, underserved or don't have things. 
And it's not always easy for us to say, can we please take a picture with you so that we can let people out here that know that are making these donations know that we're, you know, really putting out what they're giving to the community or that hopefully we can maybe encourage someone else to give or give back by, by action. People have to see things, and hopefully those things inspire people to take action. So, you know, that's the reason why majority of the time we have to put things and post videos or pictures, even if we're cutting off heads or having people turned around, because especially we have sex trafficking teens, we have domestic violence women and children, you know, that can't physically be seen um, because, you know, it's not safe. But that doesn't stop us from making the drop to the, to the shelters. Um, you know, how much stuff people have in their homes and things that they're not even wearing. Take the time and clean out your closet. Bag it up, box it up, and take it to a shelter. Take it to an organization that is giving to, to organizations or other uh, shelters to give things to these families that's coming in that don't have it. So I'm, I'm going to cut to a quick commercial break. And we're going to, you know, wrap up. So, Sterling, hold on for me just one quick sec. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. And we're live on Loudmouth Radio. Fantastic Fridays. As always, this is a Freedom Friday conversation, a pride, not prejudice show. I just think that, you know, for all of those that are out listening to our broadcast, um, I want to specifically... make a plea to my business owners right now. I want to let you know um, how important you are to your community. And at large, we recognize and appreciate, you know, those who are going out every day um, and, and, and trying to do the best to make an impact and a difference in their community. So I want to invite you to consider uh, becoming a part of our broadcast with our entrepreneurial series called Tea Time, the Entrepreneurial Academy. 30-minute segment allows you to be able to come on and share with the world at large about your business, about your services, even if you'd like to share some of your path as you've uh, walked into the, the, the process of starting uh, your business and expanding your business. So we want you to you know, know that you're able to connect with us on our media lines at 706-363-3895. And we want to invite you to definitely connect to um, our archives. We actually have all of our shows starting from the very beginning of 2013, um, where we've been running for three years, going on four now, and uh, have an opportunity to listen to our shows. And uh, there's plenty of uh, Tea Time shows that are there for your review. And I invite you to listen to them so you can see just how um, we like to have a conversation um, and talk about the different things and elevate more awareness about the entrepreneurs that's in our communities and how their business may impact our lives. So I want to thank all of our listeners and our supporters and our media partners um, that are a part of our broadcast each and every week. 
So, Sterling, um, well, I want, can I encourage these same business owners? The other thing that I want to encourage, Sonny, I'll I'll do the I'll be the uh, the um, the uh, the neg I mean whatever you want to call the ag is in the sense of asking for these people to also support us because yeah. we need to also if you enjoy us and remember that we need supported as advertisers um, to and to contact Loudmouth Radio about our advertising rates which are absolutely the best competitively. And that here in Tampa Bay, as we can begin to reach out to a, a broader audience here in Tampa Bay. Absolutely. And, you know, and as I we continue to grow. I've been, on, I've been on the go today, and I'm sure there's been lots of background noise today. But um, yeah. I, I, I hope everybody was able to hear, hear me okay. Basically, yeah, we we've actually we had a few little technical difficulties, but we you know as always we make it through and we make it we make it go. We just kind of keep it keep it what? moving. So, well, and that's um, where we, when we talk about you know one of the things, uh, Sunny, we're talking about the manipulation of media. This is about as community and about as uh, a raw of outreach um, of a media outreach as you can get. We are. We're you. We're your neighbors. Uh, Jazzy, Sonny, and I are your neighbors. And we are blessed because I have been doing what I've been doing for uh, almost 35, 40 years. Uh, Basically, since I was in the sandbox, I used to write messages to the people in the sandbox with me. That was my first platform uh, because I'm only 39 years old plus. Uh, so we're not. I'm, I didn't know that Sunny was getting older than me. Uh, but okay. um, and I've got my I've got my legs crossed and my fingers crossed since I'm fibbing. But um, but I've been doing this a long time, and the girls and I have the girls have had this platform now for several years, and now I'm I'm about at my anniversary. I would think, wouldn't you? This is about my anniversary, isn't it? We get yeah, we're getting close to that time. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so and and I feel blessed that Loudmouth has given me this chance, and we need your support to let this grow, and we want exactly. you to uh, to listen to us in archives, to join us live each week, and to um, support and to get your businesses out here because um, we are reaching a, a good audience. And we will, right. and if you support us, our audience will continue to grow. That's right, absolutely. So I think that at this time we're going to bid farewell to our listeners, and we want to thank everyone. Love you, Sterling. Love you, Robin. You know, big kiss. Love you, I'm um, Give give Jazzy a big hug for me, and I'm sure I we'll talk, um, Robin. I love you, girls. My blessings. Love you too, Robin. Thank you so much. All right. So we'll talk to you. See you. I mean, talk to you all next week. That's right. Thank you so much, guys. And as always, this has been an amazing episode, and we thank everyone for listening in. And we invite you to make sure you check us out. If you did not hear the show in its entirety, make sure you archive us at Loudmouth Radio Network. We're on multiple apps. Um, Choose and make your pick. Download, and you'll be able to hear us. And uh, we thank you so much again for tuning in. Until next week, God bless.
You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. <laughs> 